What's up? Welcome to the Better Groups Podcast. Your hosts are here, Matt and Sam. Sam, how's it going, man? Doing good? It's going great. Doing great. It is um, fall season when we're recording this. Football's right around the corner. Just had our fantasy draft today. Life is good. Woo! And we have... Sports. The best guests. Our favorite guests, right? Yeah, we don't say this every time. Do we don't say, say this. Time. No, we have never said this. Um, 27 years in youth ministry experience, <laughs> right? 27? 17 years. Yeah. He, he uses yeah. Walker to get in yeah. here today. Yeah, I started youth ministry when I was 12. Former, Technically, hey. I did. I was in youth ministry Ooh. at 12. Former high school pastor, mm-hmm. Nick Ballard. Yep. Yeah. Ex high school pastor. That's my that's my oh. youth pastor. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, man? Good. Doing good. good. Are you sure you're okay, uh, Nick? We got a question for you right off the bat. Um, how was your journey to get to where we're recording this podcast right now? We heard there were some bumps and maybe a bruise along the way. What happened to you on your way over here? Yeah, this is uh this is gonna scar me for a while because I was I was walking over here to the studio to record this podcast. Stu, which we are doing right now. And I was on time. I was actually on time. At 1.15 is when I was supposed to get here. I go to open the door at 1.15, and I get stung by a wasp. <laughs> I get stung through my shirt, stung by a wasp. And then I start see it like flying. And there's like a couple wasps flying in front of me. And I'm all I'm thinking is I walked into like a swarm. And you did? <laughs> might have. <laughs> But I had my iPad in one hand and a coffee in the other, and my coffee. I'm now running backwards because I don't want to get stung again, and it hurts. I don't. Have you ever been stung by a wasp? One time. Yeah. I don't think I have. I think I've been stung by multiple bees, but yeah, not a wasp. Not the same. Mm. You should go out that same door. So you can, <laughs> I could let you know. Yeah. yeah. We can make that happen. So how are you feeling? Are you gonna pass out on us here? Uh, it hurts. It really hurts. Um, and it caused me to be ten minutes late to this recording because. I, I threw my iPad down. I had coffee flying everywhere. So I had to gather myself, uh, catch my breath because it, it stung. I, I'd sure hope that Steven has this footage somewhere oh, yeah. on our security cameras. Yeah, be watching our Instagram <laughs> so we see if we can post that video up of Nick running away. I had to walk, I had to collect my iPad, my coffee, walk inside. I go to the bathroom and wipe the coffee off of me because <laughs> it was all over my arm. And then, um, you know, I, I've never been stung by a wasp. So. I don't know if I'm allergic or not. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> you know, we had a family friend come over to our house last week, and their um, son was just stung by a wasp that day. And I had no sympathy for him. I was like, oh, get over it, buddy. Let's go play. You know, you'll be all right. Uh, I kind of regret that now, seeing yeah. seeing the pain that you went through. <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe this four-year-old <laughs> did you go have, through You have something. more sympathy for, like, a 38-year-old <laughs> well, man than, <laughs> than a four-year-old A four-year-old kid. both things out of proportion. <laughs> I mean, I don't usually blow things out of proportion, I don't think. He's Just like, to let you know, we've been talking about this for 20 minutes since they got here. Like, <laughs> As soon as he came in here, we've been milking this for a while. Oh. But you're playing her today. You're going to be all right? Are you sure? I think I'll be all right, yeah. All right. I could use some ice, but I'll wait till after this is done. All right. This podcast may be affected by injury. <laughs> Take everything Nick says lightly. Sweet. So the question today, Nick's going to be here playing hurt, but he's going to be answering <laughs> this question. How do we set expectations in small group? One of the first things that you try to do week one, week two, set those expectations. What's your advice? Go ahead. Oh, <sighs> advice. Hey, it caught me off guard here. I wasn't ready for this. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, this is a tough one because um, expectations in any group can be difficult, right? And the only way uh, setting and meeting expectations are easy 
is if everyone in the group is there for the same reason, which we know, we all know that that's not the case. You know, you got, got some students that are there by force. Some students are there for their friends, some for the opposite gender, uh, some because they're bored, some that want to meet new friends, some that actually want to grow spiritually. But because everybody's there for different reasons, uh, expectations setting as a life group leader uh, cannot be uh, very easily attained because of that. So um, healthy expectations really are there. It's not a ton of spiritual goals and accomplishments. Like that's not how you, I think, go about setting healthy expectations as a life group leader. Just be like, all right, we're going to know the Bible front to back, or we're going to, um, you know, have 45 minutes of spiritual conversation every week. Um, here's what, here's what, what I would advise. Um, sometimes when I disappoint my wife, sometimes like I, you know, do something that disappoints. I have, it happens occasionally. <laughs> very rarely. Very yeah. rarely. Yeah. Uh, but when I do, it's a matter of me not meeting her expectations. So I just tell her, hey, you got to lower your expectations on me. Like just set them as low as you can go. <laughs> and then I'll surprise you if I, if I, I meet them. And if I don't, then yeah. you're not surprised. You'll just if you want to meet your goal, set yeah, lower standards. Set the bar low. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, that's kind of a joke, but I'm gonna get that tattooed on me. I think <laughs> lower the bar. Lower the bar. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of not a joke. I think as a life as life group leader, sometimes we we set the bar unattainably high. Mm. Um, so halfway joking, halfway not. I think we need to set the bar lower. Um, here's what I would advise. I would say set the bar low and then raise it as you go. Um, you know, for the mm-hmm. love of Moses, don't leave it low, but set it low and then raise it as you go, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is that something that you think would be, when you say that, I'm thinking age-wise. Are we thinking like um, sixth grade, it's low, 12th grade, it's way high, or like every year we kind of reestablish expectations and maybe the beginning of the year it's low? How, how do you see that playing out? Yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily raise them each year. I, I do think you raise them each year, but I, I do believe that you raise them as you go throughout the year as well. Okay. And so, you know, we've all been part of groups where, you know, you get completely demoralized by the group not meeting your expectations. Uh, in fact, the, probably the number one reason we get discouraged uh, as life group leaders is because of unmet expectations. Like you may go in expecting the group to be spiritually mature from the get-go, uh, for your students to be mature and caring and listening intently on every word everybody's saying and praying deep prayers for one another and getting through all your questions. Uh, and while it's completely necessary to pray for this and desire that your students do indeed get there, when we expect this from night one, we usually leave dejected. And when we go into group week after week with our expectations being far from met, then what happens is we go home each week more and more dejected until we can't handle it anymore, and we wonder why we're even there. Like, are we even making a difference? Is this even worth it? Um, and this is why I say set the bar low, uh, but don't keep it there. You're, you're going to feel frustrated if your group is never hitting your high bar, but at the same time, students are going to go nowhere if you never raise your low bar. So you gotta you got to raise it, but uh, if it's unattainably high from day one, then you're just going to feel frustrated week in and week out, and that's not something that um, is going to be effective as a group leader. So I would say kind of gauge the group, set it low, but then move from there, like progress. Um, build upon your group each week. 
Uh, so think of your expectations. Like I think of it like a limbo bar. You know, limbo. You guys ever play limbo? Yes, great I, skate. I played it. I would, sk- I would skate my limbo days. That's, the best. That's whenever I'd best play limbo. Days. Yeah. Were you good at limbo? No. No. Not flexible. <laughs> all right. You were all right. <laughs> I don't know if I ever like really won. I think I, I don't think I was the first one out. But I that's like I could hold my own. I'm sure you got really low and you got stung by that loss today. <laughs> I almost cried. Um, but yeah, think of it like almost like a limbo bar, but instead of lowering it, right? Each week we're let's like see if we can raise it each week. So a high jump. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I like the limbo bar. Okay. Better. <laughs> Maybe because the limbo bar can start really low. And yeah. Re- yeah. That's good. Okay. But sorry. All right. So think of it like a high jump. That's a good idea. I like that illustration. <laughs> like you clear one bar, you're raising it. See, I'm sitting over there like, I got a better illustration. Your illustration's stupid. That's why I took over, son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> better high school passion than this guy. Stupid. <laughs> Uh, reverse limbo bar. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I want you to think of it as like a reverse limbo bar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we were much more on focus the last podcast we recorded. We were. We got to get it back on okay, track sorry. here, Nick. Sorry. No, it's fine. This is great. <laughs> so, all right. Reverse limbo bar. <laughs> get out of here with your dumb high jump. Okay. All right. Or pole vaulting or whatever. Um, so maybe you're just... Each week or every couple of weeks, you're taking it up a notch. Like realistically, you're not going to answer every single life group question on launch night or even uh, week two. And for some groups, you're not going to get spiritually deep even semester one. And so you're going to have to gauge the level of your expectation bar with how things are going. Like maybe an expectation for one week is to get to know one new thing about each student in the group and have maybe one spiritual discussion and challenge. Um, and maybe that's your expectation bar to start off with. Uh, I think we go into it a lot with, I got to get through all these questions and it has to be spiritual for 45 minutes. Um, and that's really an unrealistic expectation bar. Uh, it might get more realistic as they get older, uh, as, as the groups get older. But to start off with, that's a, that's a really unrealistic expectation bar. So start with something that you, you can attain. How can I get to know maybe one new thing about each person. How can we have maybe one spiritual discussion and maybe what's a challenge walking away um, from from this group this week? It's huge. Um, I would say a good expectation from the get-go is to build relationships. Like think of it uh, as you're getting to know the, the students in your group. They're getting to know you. And this is crucial for spiritual growth to happen. The more relationship building that happens – the more walls and barriers begin to come down and the higher you can raise your expectation bar. So this may mean that you spend more time in the beginning on highs and lows, Mm -hmm. maybe talking about things that interest them, icebreakers, uh, make it personal. You're not, you're not a teacher in a classroom. And so you want to make it personal. You don't have to get through a lesson plan. Uh, You care about them as people first. And uh, I love the book. We we've all seen this book here. Uh, It's personal. And it talks about how every kid wants to know, do you know my name? Do you know what matters to me? Do you know where I I live? Do you know what I've done? Do you know what I'm capable of? And these questions, I think, are great questions to to serve as, hey, I need to get to know these students in a deeper level before I spiritually give them lots of things that they have to retain. Uh, And a lot of times when you do get to know them on a personal level, then you 
you begin to open up opportunities for more spiritual conversations to happen. Um, you know, could you begin to work through these personal questions with your students in your group? You know, what if what if we start with personal questions at group time, and we let the rabbit trails take us to spiritual conversations? And I think that that's oftentimes we we try to start with spiritual conversations, and the rabbit trails take us off topic. So what if we what if we start with spiritual con- or personal conversations, and we see openings to where something they talk about can lead us to a rabbit trail that's a spiritual conversation. Um, that would, in a lot of ways, maybe exceed our expectations. Um, and that's a, that's a good thing. So I think getting to know them personally is a big deal. Um, another expectation, move, move them farther down the, the spir- their spiritual journey pathway. Um, that, that can be a, a realistic expectation. You want to move them down a spiritual journey pathway. Um, and to do this, you have to find out where they are on their spiritual journey uh, and then get creative with this. Maybe it's having them fill out a card, asking them in the first couple of weeks, where are you in relationship with God? Where do you want to be nine months from now in your relationship with God? And how can this group help get you there? Um, and so that's, as I, I think, could be a good way to make it personal, but also lead to um, spiritual conversations um, as well. And setting those expectations from night one. Uh, I think one cool way to do that is asking, maybe asking the group what their expectations are. Uh, Having the students contribute to setting expectations for the group. Maybe it's, you know, we expect to be here every week. Um, We expect to to pray for each other. Um, But when they're involved in setting the expectations, they may be more likely to, to meet them as opposed to you just walking in with a with a sheet of paper and saying, here's what I expect of you every single week as like a list of rules. So mm-hmm. I would say that simple expectations, get to know them personally, help them move farther down their spiritual journey pathway. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to look like I have to get through all life group questions every week. I have a question for you on that. Um, I don't know when in the year this this specific segment is coming out. Um, but let's just say it's after we've had our first night. We're midway through the first semester. Um, so you said that a good time would be right off the bat on launch night to kind of talk through these expectations. How often do you recommend bringing up the expectation talk? And what expectations are you bringing up during this time? Well, I mean, I think it depends on the group, too. Like, if if you feel that you know, the group is meeting expectations every week. You don't necessarily have to bring it up. But if you feel that maybe things are getting off track, uh, it is good to revisit. Here's what here's what we expect this week, um, because it's easy for students to to lose track of that and to not always have a clear grasp of what needs to be done every week. And so um, it's easy to to just goof around for an hour, you know, and that's mm. when a lot of times we get frustrated. And so going back to maybe shared expectations of the group, but then also as a life group leader, having having your own expectations where you're not, you know, again, going back to, all right, I want to ha- get to know one new thing about each person each week. I want to have one spiritual discussion and I want to have one challenge. Like that may not be something you share with a group, but that's something that maybe you have to revisit yourself as an expectation as a leader every single week. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so much better than saying, oh, I'm going to try to get through three questions. Like, you accomplish so much more, and there's such a better win when you have, oh, I'm going to try to get to know somebody, and I have all these other goals instead of 
my goal tonight is to get through four questions. Mm-hmm. If we can do that, man, praise God. Like, right. that's that's not really the point. And well, it takes the personal part out of out of it, right? And um, and unless we unless the students get personal with their answers, but if you go into it saying what I want to learn one new thing about each person in this group, obviously that's going to take a little bit of time, and that but that's not wasted time. That's that's building that relationship, and as you continue to do that. Uh, you are going to have more spiritual discussions that stem from that, but you can't you can't not know the students in your group and expect spiritual vulnerability to happen because um, it, it will feel like a teacher in a classroom, and um, and then you're going to get frustrated with your expectations not being met, the limbo bar being too low. Mm. We all know how that goes. <laughs> we all know how that goes. Um, there's there's a I love this passage in 1 Peter 5, 2, and in this passage, it talks about elders in the church, but I, I think it applies to um, also anybody that's leading spiritually, and that, that goes for life group leaders, but uh, it says, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, uh, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, and uh, I just think of life group leaders being shepherds to this flock under your care, and um, and you care obviously about their spiritual growth, but to care about their spiritual growth means to care about them personally and where they're at um, as well. And and so, opening that relational door is huge. And it is not it is not a loss to to have a group time on a Wednesday night or Sunday night, and and not to get to any of those life group questions, but personally relationally growing getting to know those students, asking about them, praying for them, um, that's not a loss. That's that's a gain, even though it may feel like you didn't accomplish what you wanted to accomplish. For sure. Uh, any middle school life group leader who's been who's been here the last three years uh, knows that's what we preach all the time is we value connection over discussion. Um, it's not the goal to, to get three questions. So, man, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And let me just, I'll say this. I, I very rarely seen students grow exponentially spiritually without good relationships with the leaders and other group members. Uh, yet those students that, that have grown over the years into more spiritually mature students, we can typically see life group leaders that know and care about them personally, as well as strong friendships within the group that is fostered by the group. Um, so spirit, spiritual growth within the group starts with relational growth within the group. Um, obviously, students can grow on their own, but if we're talking about life groups growing spiritually, uh, typically they're done in the context of relationships. Awesome. I love all that. I think it's really good. And uh, expectations are huge. Um, again, like you said, judge your group on how often to talk through them. Like Some groups, you might need to set the expectation every single night. Mm-hmm. Some groups you might be good to go from last year, most likely not, but re- regroup it again once you meet the first time each year. Um, but your group might just be a group that knows these expectations. And it's good to know that we should set expectations on ourselves as leaders as well. That's something that definitely taking away from this. It's more than just what's my expectation for my students and my small group time. Okay, what's the expectation for me here yeah. as well? I think mm-hmm. that's huge to think through. Yeah, and if if you do personally have expectations on on the group, you're typically not going to leave every week frustrated, you know, um, if you're able to. You can control the things you can control in the group, the expectations you have, but you can't always control what they do and their expectations. So um, I think – I agree. I think having – there are some groups you might have to go through the expectations every week. You know, like let them come up with them 
together and then maybe write them down and then go through them each week. And be like, hey, you guys remember, these are some expectations you guys came up with. And so let's follow through together. Awesome. Well, thanks, Nick, for joining us. Thank you so much for listening uh, to the podcast. We hope that this helps you. These, this wisdom helps you um, lead groups better next Wednesday or Sunday night. Yep. So. Uh, limbo is in. High jump is out. Nick, we hope you recover yeah. well from your <laughs> wasps. Sting. I'm sweating more than I was <laughs> an hour ago, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> we'll find out soon. All right. Thanks for joining us. I uh, hope you have a great group time.